epistle that has to do with how our salvation comes. And uh, I, I call it the foundation of grace. And um, it's, it's in so, so much detail, it's hard to um, uh, uh, get something and uh, uh, draw something out. And I've been, the last few times, have been going uh, kind of like what Brother Charles uh, used to do in his uh, Bible teaching many years ago kind of doing a verse-by-verse uh, verse commentary. Uh, uh, tonight, we are still in the fifth chapter of Romans, and uh, uh, get him. I'll let him know up top where I'm going to be at. I'm, I'm going to be reading from the New King James uh, Version, Romans chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 12 through 21. Begin at verse 12, and we're going to finish the chapter. Uh, and uh, just kind of, uh, I want to share with you some some thoughts that uh, I had uh, concerning uh, concerning this tonight. And uh, what I titled our lesson tonight is uh, the dilemma of sin. The dilemma of sin, and uh, uh, we want to just. See what the Apostle Paul had to say about this and how it affects us today. Uh, I, may, I may give you a little bit different uh, insight on some of this than what you've heard uh, before, but uh, uh, in my study, in my prayer, uh, I honestly believe that, uh, uh, that uh, this is the way that the Apostle Paul taught it and brought it out. Beginning in verse 12, he said, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all man because all sin. It's kind of like this sickness going around, how it's been spreading. Uh, and uh, some, sometimes just a handshake uh, can be your enemy. He shakes him on his hand. But uh, he said, Death spread to all men because all sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. Now, that's what I'm going to be focusing on when, when we get back to it. But that right there is going to be the meat of this lesson tonight. It says, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift 
which came from many offenses, resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, notice he said, gift of righteousness. And I hope I'll be able to get back down to that, the gift of uh, I want you to know, just let me say this, that if you have righteousness, if I have righteousness, it's also a gift from God. It's not something that I have been able to achieve on my own. The gift of righteousness will reign in the, uh, in the life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as uh, uh, through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulted in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many uh, will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, <laughs> grace abounded much more. Hallelujah. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We find here the dilemma of sin. Uh, I will uh, let him know. I'm go uh, in a few minutes. I want you to put up uh, John chapter one verse twenty nine. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But we all know and understand that Adam messed the whole ball of wax up for all of us. Amen. Uh, and because of him. And because of his disobedience, it brought about something on the human race that we are still having to deal with today. Now, I don't know what the outcome of the investigation will be about this latest uh, shooting uh, in San Bernardino with uh, uh, at least 14 dead and 17 wounded. It's uh, my, it's 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 unreal how how much of this stuff is going on in the world today um but it basically adam is the cause of it that's the root of the problem uh you know i find i find out a lot a lot of times when people even in church Sometimes we get so beside ourselves uh, about things, uh, Sister Leanne, that uh, we don't get to the root of a situation. And uh, let me let me give you an example. Uh, everybody knows that Sister Darlene has problem with uh, uh, fluid built up. Uh, and uh, with within her uh, within her legs, and, uh, and sometimes that fluid buildup can get uh, uh, 
pretty pretty bad. And there have been several times that we've been to various places and churches and whatever, and when people see her her legs swollen up, uh, a lot of times they want to lay hands on her legs and pray for her legs. But that's not attacking the root of the problem. You see, she's been diagnosed with pulmonary hypertension. And that's what needs to be prayed for. You hear what I'm saying? Because until that's taken care of, the fluid in the legs, all that is is a symptom. And a lot of times, we go after the symptoms instead of going after the cause. Amen. And that's what I'm dealing with in, in, in our spiritual uh, uh, side of it tonight in what I call the dilemma of sin. Um, a person uh, drinking or shooting up drugs or doing, doing whatever, uh, that, is, that is not uh, the root of the problem. That is not really the sin. And we have to understand where the root of our problem is. Now, in verse 14, I told you that was, this is going to center uh, on, our, on our text uh, and our lesson tonight where he said that, um, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. Okay, in other words, you and I and everybody else is going to be affected by what Adam did, whether or not you ever sin on your own or not. Now, a baby can be born and left on an island, and that child grow up on an island Never see uh, a, a pornographic uh, picture. Never know what alcohol is, drugs, or nothing else. Just live. I'm, I'm, I'm giving a hypothetical situation. But yet, that child has still got sin in its heart. Sin is more of what we are what in, is in us than what we do. How many follow what I'm saying? I, I don't want, uh, you know. Uh, and I mean, let me, let me put it in this term. I can live my whole life, never say a cuss word, and I mean, I, I can't tell you that I had never. There have been times in my life that I've, I've used a few of the choice words. And I could uh, uh, live my whole life and not do none of the things we talk about sin. But unless I have a regeneration in my heart, when I die, I'll still be lost. Because... Here's the, here's the kicker, and here's what a lot of folks don't understand. You see, 
you're in danger of hell, not for what you do or have done, but what Adam did. Whether or not you ever done anything after similitude of Adam's transgression or not, whether or not you ever do anything, whether or not you ever break a commandment of God yourself, you're still under condemnation. Even though if you don't uh, uh, do anything under the similitude, it's what we read there in verse 14, of what, uh, uh, what Adam done. And when people uh, come to the Lord, Brother Paul, we have to deal with uh, the Adam within us. That's what we have to deal with. Now, uh, I'm going to give you this scripture, and I can't tell you how many times even Bible teachers and preachers I hear uh, misquote it. But John chapter 1, verse 29, put that on the screen, please. St. John chapter 1 and verse 29. It says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, or look, look, look over there. Take a look. The Lamb of God who takes away the S-I-N. Singular, and it's singular in the Greek. A lot of people want to put an S on that. When he saw Jesus coming, he says, take a look. Here comes Jesus. Here comes the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's not talking about your drinking problem or your problem with lust, but the sin of the world is referring to what Adam did and passed on to all of us that makes us away from God, makes us aliens from God. Whether or not I ever do anything on my own or not or break any commandment on my own, I've got, see, I've got to first deal with, in my life, with what Adam done that I inherited before I even begin to think about my own self. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away not the sins of the world. The sin of the world is a sin where Adam fell, transgressed God, and passed it on to every one of us. And that's what we got to get people to understand. That's why I see it uh, trying to live good enough. It's not going to work. Amen. Because we all were born, amen, infected. We were born infected. You know, I guess one of the most pitiful things I've ever seen uh, and you see it from time to time, and oh man, it's it's terrible to see a, a a precious little baby be born, and while that baby is still in the hospital and in the nursery, that poor baby 
having to go through withdrawals because a mother couldn't keep the needle out of her arm or the weed from between her fingers while she was pregnant with the child. Here's this child now, nothing, no fault of its own, is going through withdrawals after being born. And we've got to deal with something that originally was no fault of you or none of us. It's Adam's sin. And that's what Jesus Christ came to take care of. Because I've heard people say a lot, so, well, you know, they don't quite seem fair because we're, have, we're having to deal with all this because of Adam. Why don't God just, you know, deal with him? Why? But see, God balanced it out and made it fair because we just got through reading all that stuff there where he said, uh, by one man sin entered the world, but then by one man also, amen, came justification. So see, Jesus came to balance things out for me and you. Hallelujah. He came that we can get rid of that which has been passed down to us uh, from, from, uh, from Adam. And so he's the Lamb of God, and his sacrifice takes away uh, Adam's sin in your life. Hallelujah. And uh, talking about sanctification, I heard a couple uh, arguing about sanctification, whether or not it's instantaneous or ongoing. And uh, when I walked up and they said, well, what do you think about it, Reverend? I said, it's both. So what do you mean both? I said, well, the night that I nailed at the altar and I gave my life to God, amen, and the Spirit of God touched me, hallelujah, there was an instantaneous work take place in my life. As Michelle said uh, the other day, she felt clean. As I told you, I felt like a thousand pounds was lifted up, up off of me. But that's, that's, not the that's, that's not the final work, amen. That sanctification is ongoing, hallelujah, because, you know, I'm still dealing with some things um, of, of, of myself and of my life, hallelujah, amen. Going back to the scripture says, where sin abounds, grace, what? So much more abounds, amen. And that's, that's the beauty of it. So when we talk about the dilemma of sin, we're dealing with something, first of all, that we had no... Uh, no part in, uh, but yet in fact it, it affects us, and uh, it doesn't matter. If so, that's why some uh, some people can't just, uh, you know, we're getting close now to uh, uh, the end of an, one year and uh, and beginning of another one. And what is one thing that a lot of people start doing at the first of the year? Making resolutions. Uh, Making a resolution, trying to live better or do better, uh, is going to last as about as long as I can stand back and stay away from that big cheeseburger. It might go. It might go for a while. Amen. And most of us, it goes on that twenty-one day Daniel fast. Our our bodies get. Uh, detoxified and we, we get all that stuff out and we uh, we we do good and everything 
but then uh, if we if we would just continue and watch ourselves, we'd be a whole lot better off. But that it kind of goes like the resolutions. But the resolutions don't help. We've got to deal uh, with the sin problem, and Jesus paid for that. All we got to do is apply it to our life, and that takes care of the dilemma of sin. And uh, I'm going to open it up for some comments or questions. Uh, it's, uh, that's what I wanted to share with you. Go ahead. That that started well. That started with Moses, and that was the law that uh, God gave Moses. And uh, they they started, but they did they did animal sacrifices before Moses. Um, but it was set set in the law, and God told Moses, and Moses told the people uh, uh, there would be a day of atonement once a year. And they would make the sacrifices, and the high priest would take the blood of the sacrifice into uh, into the mercy seat. And uh, but the problem was, it didn't do away with their sin; it only pushed it ahead. And that it talks about that a lot in the New Testament, I believe, in the book of Hebrews, if I'm not mistaken. That um, he said every year there was a remembrance made again of every uh, every sin. Uh, they had to go. But see, when Jesus came, he made the perfect sacrifice, done away with it, you know, completely. Thank God for the sacrifice of Christ. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Anything? 